and Cal Dawson has left. Hamptons Dave has gone out for a quick smoke break. And in returns, Michael Dowd, formerly known as Officer Michael Dowd. Mike, it's always a pleasure to have you here on this radio program, The Ryan Show FM, if you're just tuning in. And it's always a pleasure to be here. There's always a lot of fun. There's always a lot of mixed people in and out. Cold pizza. You never know who's going to show up. You know, <laughs> we get legends of the rap world. We get legends of the police world. We get uh, criminals. We get uh, reformists. Yes, right? reformists. Pe- yes. So, yeah. and here we are. And when we get to, we get to introduce and meet uh, another fine former officer who's here to promote uh, his own brand, his own music. Yes. What's and I up? gotta say, to see you guys together too, I can just tell. Once again, I can tell this. You guys must have been in this together for a long time, or is this like a new relationship that's we were actually formed? introduced through Alex, yeah, our business partner. Yeah. Oh, we, so we, let, we got to give a proper introduction right. here to Mike. There's two mics now right. that are about to be mic'd up. Right. So we want to make sure that nobody's confused. So we've got Mike down, and Mike, what's your last name? Uh, Palazzo. Mike Palazzo. Okay, nice Sicilian. Palazzo. Nice Sicilian, Palazzo. Sicilian name. Yeah. A Sicilian yeah. name. Okay. Palazzo. So those, this is on the radio, obviously, so people can't see you. But you look like the type of cop that I wouldn't want to be pulled over by in the sense that, you know, you're jacked and you're hanging out with Mike Dowd. So that, that being said. I wish I had a guy like him with me. Yeah. I would have been in trouble like that. Oh, in. my God. Yeah. To replace him with Kenny. I don't think oh he's going to drop Lord. a... He wouldn't be dropping a dime on me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, you know, I have to ask it just... Once again, this is not Vlad TV, but do you guys have any sort of a like familiar story in the sense that you know maybe you did a few questionable things and you're reforming yourself? Is is he trying to help you on your redemption tour? How did this all? Well, come I, grew, about? I grew up in Queens. Um, I grew up in a neighborhood. There's a lot of uh, you know you either became a cop or you uh, you know involved in organized crime. Um, I had a lot of friends involved in it. My father was in law enforcement. I went the other way. I went to uh, law enforcement, but I was still friends with people. You know. Um, I didn't realize it was just like that. So, so literally, it's that intertwined. Yes, into the it's, culture. It's, of it. You know, you you live in an area, and uh, it made me a better cop. Uh, where I realized certain things, I was able to read people better. Um, I you know, I love the job. I love doing it. You were less judgmental, I'm sure. I very less judgmental. I treated everybody equally. But skin, there was no uh, thing such as skin color. Didn't care about it, and that's a big thing when people think. But you know, a lot of cops basically when they go to work. They're looking for free food, get laid, make overtime, and go home. Most of the cops I <laughs> work with, like, and I can like honestly, me, I can honestly say, I can honestly say, all the guys I worked with, yeah, you know, I didn't get along. Where, I didn't get along with them. Where were you a police officer? I was 21 years. Uh, where, get, where did you serve? Nassau County. Nassau County. I, I didn't get along with some of them only because you know I was very strict with rules, very strict with drunk driving. Um, but so you didn't get along with most of the police some of the officers cops, there, really, basically. okay. But, Honestly, out of all my years, none of the cops I worked with, I never saw them take a dime out there. The pay was very good out there. Right, right. When pay can, is good, right. corruption is less. Yes. I mean, our base salary was yeah. 150000 a year. Just a wow. base without overtime. That's right. insane. Yes. So you got to remember that. That's number one. Number two is most cops want to go to work, park behind a firehouse, eat and do nothing and not answer calls. I was in a unit, DWI unit. We were active. We would make arrests. Cops didn't even want to assist you. So that was my biggest problem. But as far as color... The guys I worked with, no, weren't, weren't into that. And we, you know, I see everybody for who they are. That's yeah. it. And um, that's how I met my uh, artist, Computer 7-5. I actually met him when I was working. Okay. And so I'll let him tell a story about that. We're going to bring him in in just a minute because we're going to talk a little bit more about policing in general. I mean, there was a very big decision that was made today. Yes. And of all people, I would like to get your guys' opinion on it because I'm sure not many people know what side you guys would stand on, especially you, Mike. Right. I mean, 
once again, the uh, I hate calling it the George Floyd trial, but the uh, the uh, Derek Chauvin or Chauvin trial right. happened today, and he was found guilty. Right. So where is your stance on this? Do you think that was the right verdict? Um, so I was very much in favor of uh, watching him with his knee on the neck of, of him being punished for something. I didn't so like you're it. All, you're for the knee on the neck as a form of police officer. No, for being punished for the for excessiveness of oh, it. Oh, him being punished. I was going to say. The excessiveness of okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I've been in that situation. Yeah. I have used knees on neck in my lifetime. But just a brief moment till you got control of the individual. And at some point... You know, I understand some factors may have changed during this situation where the yeah. guy was in the car, out of the car, whatever the case may be. You're the cop. You take control. Yeah. And clearly they didn't. All right? And then the only time they had some control, they ended up, the guy ended up dying under the guy's knee. So for me personally, personally, I think that um, what, what, if, if, if those actions, which the jury found, contributed to his death, he was definitely responsible, at least at a manslaughter level. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what I would have... And what exactly that's what did I he get? That's what I personally would have said. Yeah. Because I think there were other contributing factors. Now, I don't know the law that well on the, on the degrees. So when he was charged with murder two, I thought that was questionable. But yeah. definitely manslaughter. Even, even, even criminally negligent manslaughter. But why? Why not murder? Why... Because I it? don't think that I don't I don't here's why because yeah. I don't think I don't think that the death was specifically due to the neck. In fact, I know it wasn't. You think it was because of, of what all the other circumstances, all the contributing factors. Yeah, the death was definitely not caused by the knee on the neck. What the what the knee on the neck did was it 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 showed his callousness at the time towards the individual that was dying under him, whether he knew or not that he was dying, and then yeah. at some point. They, he had no pulse, and he still had his knee on his guy's and neck. That, that's what so, was crazy. Was so, that it so, just to seemed... be honest with you, I am never happy to convict a cop when he's doing his job in an honest, true way, even if he f***s, even if he screws up. But that situation just begs for an answer that's not, it's not okay. And, th- and th- that's how I personally felt from the very beginning. And as the trial went out, I sort of wavered a little bit on, I sort of wavered a little yeah. bit on the, on the level and you know, and 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 here's the here's the real tragedy: a person lost their life, which is tragic. In, in any case, and that's in, why in it's case. not like this is a good conclusion, yeah. no matter what side you're on. In any on, case, a, it's, it's, a person lost their life. Who? Would you call it murder, though? Would you call that murder? I would call it manslaughter. I would call it manslaughter. Not, I, I, not I, I by would call definition in a court of law. Really? I would call it manslaughter. And this is three cops. We got another cop off to the side. We I mean, you could have been criminally negligent. People say this. People say these guys are cops. Listen. I I got I didn't get along with a lot of cops. Yeah, you know. So I'm I'm impartial. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're an, if you're an idiot, you're an idiot. You know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't I, like I, him anyway. Yeah, I yeah. you know what he did definitely a violation of rules and regs. Yeah. You know, um, definitely he was callous in his actions. I agree with Mike. He was reckless. Yeah. Um, definitely a manslaughter charge. Yeah. Um, he was going to get all three charges. I now, believe. what if he did personally know George Floyd? That's another. Yeah, which I heard he did. That he yeah. did know him. Yeah. And that's where it did seem to me, that's where it crossed it the line personal. of murder. It seemed, it seemed like murder. It could have. That certainly could have. Right there. Because he could have just taken his knee. I mean, you guys, all three of you guys that trial, are in so here right now, all former police officers that are in here right now have had your knees on people's necks. Yes. But never for that long. No, I mean, never. Never. No, even there's, a no fraction, there's no need. There's no even need. Even a fraction. I've dealt with people so on PCP. What happens? What is it like when you have your knee on somebody's neck? Well, let me tell you what it's like when you're alone, which I've had, yeah. and you have a guy on PCP and nobody's coming on that radio mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And you, it's just you out there. You're scared. You got to remember, you're you scared. have a gun. You bring every call. You bring a gun to every call. So you're out there. 
And I'm a big guy, so I could, I could, you know, I'm good at fighting, good at grappling, but it doesn't matter. You know, you got to try now. You're, remember, you're trying not to hurt this person. Yeah. Either. So I've dealt with many situations. It's hard. You know, unless you've walked up to a car at night at 2 in the morning, not knowing who's in that car, and you, you wore that uniform, it's hard to put yourself in that situation. When you're sitting in a courtroom later on, I understand that. And I'm not saying Derek Chauvin's right. I'm not saying it at all. But I've been in situations where, you know, it could have went the other way, you know? Yeah. And a big problem policing today, I believe, like I discussed earlier with computer, is it's, a lot of cops have PTSD. Now, you may say PTSD from what? If you're working in a bad area, you're working in the ghetto, let's say, for five years, that wears on you. Oh, yeah. You know, I had, a, I had a guy once, and I worked in a good part. We had a guy in the projects. He was a crack addict. He was pimping out his own mother that had no legs. Jesus. Each, each crackhead would pay $5 to come see his mother. Now, yeah. seeing that, that taints your view towards a person. Yeah, you deal with those that's people insane. in and that's, out. That's actual PTSD. That's, when you do come yeah. across somebody, maybe that doesn't hurt, you're a little harder on them. Yeah. I believe those police officers should be moved out of those ghetto areas, take them in a place, put them in Staten Island. You shouldn't, because they work 20 years in like so a that's your solution precinct. is to but take guys and kind is, of spread that because that's not you a gotta, guy, I've never heard anything like that a lot before. of times like that you're dealing with police officers you're under stress they're not giving yeah. you days off sometimes you know yeah. um, you're, you're working holidays you're not seeing your family you're stressed out by that yeah. now you got some guy that mouths off to you and you go a little harder on him yeah. so a job is definitely they don't they're not, they're not comforting they can do all the training they want that training's a joke you get paid overtime you go there it's half-assed it's you stay four hours. Everybody's laughing. The training doesn't do nothing. Yeah. It doesn't real life thing. You, the police department needs to treat the officers better. You know, give them the time off. You know, spend the overtime. That's what it's all about. The bottom line is money. It seems that's always people been are concentrating the on the same this, thing right. forever, right? They is that police are underpaid towards race? If a guy is yeah. happy going to work, he's going to produce. He's going to be nicer to people. Starts in the academy when they're screaming yeah. at you in your face, pissing yeah. you off. Yeah, you know, I gotta ask. What, was it in the academy that like? What, what were your first thoughts, Mike? When you were like, you know what, this is just crazy. Yeah. I don't. I'm not being treated the academy, right. The academy. I didn't mind. They screwed at me a little in the academy. Yeah. All right. Because because of because of my personality, I guess. Yeah. Right. But so so I, I didn't really get too upset about that. Yeah. I, I guess my whole life I was always singled out for being a little bit. I don't know, a little bit different, right? <laughs> but not, but not, not, not in a stupid way. Yeah, but more right. like I, for some reason I stood out. I don't know why. Right. And then. My my biggest thing was in the street, uh, and 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 when I hit the street, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I wasn't ready, and I was scared. How to death how far and wanted to quit? When was it that you realized though, like, you know what? Because I got to do it by myself now. It's all on me, and I'm like. Wait a minute, I'm 180 pounds soaking wet. So what was it when you were calling in for backup and they didn't come or when you needed a raise and you were getting your paycheck and you realized you're going through all this BS and you're not getting any appreciation financially or by the public in general? Like, was there like a defining moment where you were like, you know what, it's time to start taking things in my own hands? Well, there is a defining moment, but but it, it doesn't, it, it, it becomes, it's a, it's a chip, it's a chip away. Yeah. This is not going well. I'm not getting the promotion I think I deserve or the assignment I think I deserve. I'm an active guy. I'm doing well. I'm doing what they're asking of me, and I wore white socks. I mean, and, and that's what they, you know, you made an armed robbery arrest on foot by yourself, a three-man arrest. You called it. You caught him. You did the whole thing, and uh, they're worried about the color of my socks. These are the things that. So that's one of the moments. Now, who was it that yelled at you about your socks? It was the lieutenant. Who was it that it actually? Was a, it was a sergeant. It was it was it was a joke, but it wasn't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was. I mean, great arrest, yeah. but uh, you got but you're wearing white socks. You know, how about great arrest, 
I'm running the anti-crime squad. Uh, you want you want a shot at it? Yeah. See, that doesn't happen. And yeah, a lot of times, promotions in the police department, and people don't want to hear this. If you play the pipe, if you want to go far in the police department, you want to make chief. Play yeah. summonses. Play the no. Play the bagpipes. Play the bagpipes. Yeah, that's that's true. That's, that's a, a, that's a, that's a guaranteed that. ticket. Yeah. To become a chief. Yeah. You know, it's not based <laughs> to on become merit a chief. how you work. Play the bagpipes. I've seen it. I've seen it in our own town. We've seen it in our own town. That is the key to becoming the chief. Of the now, league. don't get me wrong. Wow. I worked. With, I worked with a lot of good cops. A lot of good guys. I mean, I worked with a lot of good cops. I'm not saying all cops are crazy and bad. I worked with a lot of good guys. We got along. When I got on 20 years ago, the guys were closer. Now mm. it's like everybody's afraid to do anything. Yeah. And it stops them from being friends. Like we would get out of the car, even in Long Island. You know, it's better than the city and making good money. We talk to everybody, get out. Now these young guys are afraid. They don't have no communication skills. They sit there and they text. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, which they, which they is another frustrating thing no to see as a civilian. They have no social we're going to go to break and play some music and say our proper goodbye to Mr. Dowd. And then we're going to bring everybody on and have a nice segment and play some music. Because Computer75 also has a history with the other host that is not here because he's out celebrating 420. But yo, but that being said, Mr. Dowd, like, I, I just love to have your insight on this whole thing, especially with all the circumstances that are going on with the court case and 420 that's here right now. So it was good. It's just, you know, your opinion, I'm sure a lot of people would like to hear because you're not biased. You know what I mean? You've seen it all. You've experienced it from every end that there is. So, Well, you, you know, you're sitting here, you're talking to me about it, but you got a guy here that's not biased too, you know, and, and he's a guy who didn't get jammed up. Although he, I got it, he, he had, had a few. So the, perfect. Now we, now you can make your exit yeah, on yeah, stage this right. Guy, this, perfect. Guy, this guy has a, a, yeah. a, 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 I mean, He's 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 me that, that, that didn't go to jail. I I, I hate to Ooh, say it. I hate perfect foreshadowing. Oh he, man, he never took money. He never took money, but yeah. he has the same approach to people, and that's what I'm getting at. He treats people fairly, no matter who they are, and that's what I like about him. And I liked about him when I met him. And that's what got me screwed in the end. Doing the right thing, yeah. and I said it when we opened this conversation, can get you screwed. Wow. Let that sink in, everybody. At with that being said, follow the Mike Dowd on Instagram. We've got more police stories coming your way. And Computer75, who's making his first appearance ever on this program. Mr. Dowd, you're the greatest. Uncle Mike, as we call you, we love you. He's giving kisses to all of the fans, kisses to the babies, especially to the baby mamas. This is the Ryan Show FM. And we will be back. I kiss the sky Sing a song of sixpence A pocket full of rye Who the f*** wanna die So they coach ya Stalk the dead body Like a vulture The Calgon mm. Blacker than your blackest stallion Hit your housing Projects I represent your shallon Oh yes, apocalypse now, the gunpowder be going down, diggy diggy down, diggy down, down. While the planets and the stars and the moons collapse When I raise my trigger finger, all your fuckers hit the deck Cause ain't no need for that, hustlers and hardcore Roar to the floor, roar like reservoir doors The green-eyed bandit can't stand it With more foodie and loops than that you can't stand, bitch Plus, the barbazi got me wild Messing with this, it's a straight suicide Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane It's the folk doctor's Spot smoking on the train. How high? So how did I can kiss the sky? Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Breaking out Johnny Blaze, ain't a damn thing changed. How high? So how did I can kiss the sky? Up to the sky. 
3-2 murder, one lyric at your door Take out, bring it to that ass roar Breaking all the rules like glass jaws You got to get mine to get yours We don't need no rap tour I'd rather kick the facts and catch you with the rap chore More than you bargain for To cows I say he's open like an all night store For real I keep shit ill like a piece of blue steel Pointed at your temper with the intent to kill And in your existence M.E.T. Ain't no use for resistance H.O.D. I shift like a clutch with the ruck Examine my nuts I don't stop till I get enough Six million ways to die so I chose Made it six million and one with your eyes closed Phone cold so you can feel the rap and shatter the glass in second half on your funky ass. And yo, my man, hit me now. Just used to play me, now they can't forget me now. They get me now, I rock the spot check clock. Empty off a licking off in hip hop. The billboard, I'm a bullet on my block. How you dope when you pay for your billboard spot? Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's the folk doctor spot smoking on the train. How high? So how did I get kissed the sky? As I run a mile with a racist My style was born in the busy staircases Dig it, F a rap critic He talk about it while I live it If Fred got the I'm the second one to hit Look up in the, I got the verb nows and glocks in ya Into the center, lyrics bang like rigor Shay rabbit, I bring habit with an AK-matic Rolling f***s and all day habit I get it all like Smith and West Who clicks the best? Punks take a sip and test Who splits your vest? The funk phenomenon I'm bombing you like Lebanon Blow canals at Panama just off stamina Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane It's the funk doctor spot smoking on the train how high? So how did I can kiss the sky? Uh, I'm so uh, everywhere, all type of uh, beer. Uh, if it ain't stain or stain. 
We are back. This is the Riot Show FM out. Goes Mike Dowd. In comes another former officer. And if he's a friend of Mike Dowd's, well, he's a friend of mine. I'll say that right now. Because if you're a cop or a former cop and you're hanging out with Mike Dowd, you're my kind of cop. I would imagine. And that being said, Alex, welcome to the Ryan Show FM. Boys and girls, give it up. Thank you, Ryan. Yep, thank you, guys. There we go. So, um, I mean, just what a time to be a cop. And we left off with Mike Dow talking about how it's hard to judge unless you're in the situation. A lot of these guys have PTSD and have seen insane, heinous things. It's hard to put yourself in somebody's shoes unless you're that person, right? People tend to not do that, especially these days, right? Everyone just gets so offended. Yeah, everybody's offended by everything, what everybody says, you know. But, um, you know, listen, people are people. You know, they're going to they're gonna say what they're going to say, you know. Uh, and beyond that, I mean, just being a police officer now, would you guys ever want to go back to the police force, seeing kind of the, the criticism that no, everybody not, no. gets? I would never like, go back. Not I now. mean, the best not thing now. I did was retire. Yeah, I feel now. bad for my friends that are still there now, what they tell me, what they go through. Now and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do that job now if I had a kid I wouldn't want him to be a cop. I mean even just getting I told me fine. And it's not like I mean this is warranted in a lot of situations. I mean you look at the George Floyd situation. I mean you're a person of I mean you're not a white person right? You're a person of color. Do you fear or do you know people that that you're in your family that might fear getting pulled over by the police? Of course, I still now I get nervous when a cop pulls me over because I don't know what they're gonna do. Man. I still get nervous to this day. So it's just like, it's just, there's so many deeper issues that are all intertwined into it. But as a former police officer, have you seen change and progress over the years? Do you think that this is only going to help things get better, this, this, this verdict oh, that this happened has, today? This has no choice to make it get better, yeah. but there was no progress. The problem I feel with the police department is this. You can't take a person that lives in the suburbs and you can't, who lives at home with their mom and dad, they go to college, they have basically no social skills. I.e. all millennials at this point. Yes. If you're a millennial and you're listening, we're speaking about you right now. Now, now, they take a police test. They pass this, they go through the whole thing, go to the academy. Yeah. Now, this kid comes out from living with his mom and dad, with his mom and dad, to on the streets of the inner city. Now, I have yet to see any white person that just goes out and says, yeah, I'm going to kill somebody black today. They don't. Yeah, of course. But well, you'd be surprised. I mean, the, not, 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 not here, here in not New here, York. Not here. Not here I'm in New York. I'm what I've seen. Yeah. But what I've seen is these guys are so in fear. Yeah. And they're scared to death. You can't have these guys work in the city. Yeah. You of course, the, you, fear you, you, you is not a, yeah, yeah it's crazy. You, you, and that's you, before you, any PTSD. And, and you're going to have these guys go out there. And they already have their views on people of color anyway yeah. before going out there. So now they're even more angry and even more scared. So you think community policing? Yeah. But that doesn't work either. Hmm. It doesn't work either because a lot of those guys don't take it seriously. So I'm going to say something people are not going to like, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why. People say you shouldn't fear the police. You need a little fear. Okay, I'll tell you why. I feared my father growing up. I'm a Sicilian. I'm full-blooded Italian. I feared my dad. My friends that didn't fear their parents got in trouble. And now I'm not saying you're a cop, you're breaking down doors and stuff. You should have some fear to the police. The guys I used to work with telling me people are coming in, they're laughing at them, they're spitting at them. There's no, the police have no more, no more to stand there, no more, they have no more like fear of the police. And I don't want to even say fear, but it's more of a, 
You should have some respect. And I understand why they don't. That's the key you, had word. Some, you had some jackasses along the way. Yeah. Some cops are jackasses. And you got to remember why. You're taking a 21-year-old kid. You're getting the shiny uniform, shiny badge, shiny car, and a gun. That didn't maybe get respect. And you're throwing him out there. So now he's got a chip on his shoulder. And I'll tell you what. I came from Queens. I was a kid. Maybe I had a chip on my shoulder when I first came out of the academy. I don't know. Maybe I did. I tried not to. But looking back, I might have been a bit of a douchebag. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, this year. I, I could say it for yeah. my first year until you know you f- realize I had a you know a partner older he you know showed me the ways we used to use the term full of piss and vinegar come out you did yeah, get a collar exactly. world you know um, I think I made a difference in a few people's lives I could tell you that um, I didn't change the world but there, there's a few stories that I did I think I changed people and it wasn't like stopping crime or anything like that it was other other stuff but um, right now the guys that get on they're, they're in such fear you're, you're making a reactive department that's why there's more shootings. Makes sense. You know, you're walking down the street. I'll give you an example. You're walking down the street. I'm telling you right now, if I was a cop down, I'm walking down the street. I think a guy has a gun on him. Black or white, I don't care. I'm not stopping him. I'm going to continue going straight. I'm not going to lose my house. I'm not going to get sued. I'm not going to be going home to my wife and kids. I can't pay the mortgage. He's got a gun. Let him stay. Now, that guy does a robbery. That guy shoots a kid. That's why the inner cities, there's a lot more shootings now. You're not, there's no proactive these guys are going to become reactive. When you get called to house, they're not going to come to your house quick for a gun call. It's going to be a while. I mean, all of this makes sense. I don't know if it's that we should fear the police. I think maybe it's that we should try to respect the law. And I think that's the difference also in a sense too. Like fearing the police, like it's authorities just given out. Like you said, to these 21-year-old kids that might have a chip on their shoulder. Authorities like serious. I mean, you guys remember being in school. You don't need to be a police officer. You could have been in school and had a teacher. That has authority. You gotta remember, I got a lot. I got in fights growing up. I got punched in the face. We grew yeah. up, I grew up in Queens. A lot of these cops never been punched in the face, so they didn't get that badge. That. A lot of guys I work. What with, about the police now? Like f- compared to you, spent twenty one years in the police force, right? I think I think the old there was an old school way of policing. I think that was good and bad. Um, you had guys that knew everybody on that post. You know, maybe they went and they got a free cup of coffee, a free meal. They got something for it, but they knew the they knew the stores. They knew everybody. They, they took that personal away. I'll give an example. On my post, I had a, uh, I had a family I knew. One of the children there were autistic. I, the kid used to like to play with the lights. I'd go by. One of the neighbors complained, the cops hanging out over here. Oh, don't, they tell me, really don't hang out over there anymore. But what was that hurting? The job is so scared. It's things like that. They, they take the small things, they make them into big things. You know? So I think that's where it's got to start. It's not, it's not, everybody's about the training. You could put all the money you into training. I think it's just hiring. Like you said, I think they need to not bring 21-year-old nerdy kids on. You can't teach certain things like experience, like maybe former military, people that have seen to things. Be, to be a cop, yeah. you need wisdom. Not intelligence. Exactly. Exactly. Don't need intelligence. And that's what to makes a, a good cop because everyone you that has be a good wise. cop you need to story. Understand what's going on over here. You yes. Have to know what you're dealing with. Here. Some of the best criminal people, minds would have been the best people. Cops. You're like, but how is a kid yeah. living in the suburbs? Again, like I say, going home to mom and dad. How is he going to tell anybody, person of color, living in the inner city who had it rough, what to do? They're not going to have it. They've never spoke Especially to anyone like that. Especially if you don't even peer like. Even could even do anything. Yeah. So you're 150 pounds. You're gonna talk to a 300 pound man like he's garbage. Yeah. Because you're a cop and yeah. he 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 lives in the inner city. No, that's not how it goes. You have to treat everybody with respect, and you will get it in return. I agree with that. I mean, I've, most of the people I got complaints. I got a lot of complaints in my career. I'll be honest. Right. Over over nonsense. 
Most of my well, you most, guys are hanging out with. I mean, the legend no, of complaints even, in the you know what? Even before, but on the job, they, you know, people make a complaint. Let me explain something to you. I've gotten complaints that I walked up to a car, I had tattoos on my arms, yeah, and somebody, you know, they're in fear, right? That's a complaint on your I mean, record. I, like I said earlier in the broadcast, so, you are like one right. of those cops. We would hate to be pulled so over by your showing pictures that's a of you as a bodybuilder. I give you a ticket. Yeah. I hand you the ticket. You say, hand you a ticket, really. That's a complaint. Yeah. I have 50, 60 complaints like that. Guess what? I get in a shooting next month. This officer's a rogue officer. He has 70 complaints. They don't, that stays on your record. They don't tell you what it's for. It's all nonsense. Wow. That's number one. So, you know, when people look at that. It's like well, most of my complaints are from white people, believe it or not. Well, rich white people because they feel they shouldn't want to be, they shouldn't be stopped they shouldn't be locked yeah. up for drunk driving yeah you know of course I mean that's like the same old story when you deal right? with you the so called ghetto whatever you want to call it yeah um, as you know, Mr. Whatever you want so eloquently put it whatever, yes. <laughs> whatever you, know, it, you know people want to be politically correct whatever yeah yeah no. but when you deal with that sometimes it's better I felt yeah, I could see that. You know, I. I so I, where did your falling out happen? Because Mike Dowd said he kind of left it off on a cliffhanger there. Like there was some badass stories. Like I only hang around with guys that are like me. So yeah, no, I. Uh, I believe I was an honest cop. You know, I made really good money. You know, in Long Island they pay you real well. Um, the guys I worked with, like I never saw anybody take money. Nobody ever said, "Oh, he's black. I'm going to stop him." So none of that happened. It was more like guys wanted to come to work, make their overtime, maybe get laid, and eat. That's really it. You know. Uh, my big thing was drunk driving. You know, I went after drunk drivers, yeah. and I did. I had no black, white, purple, rich, poor. If you were drunk and you were driving the car, I'm locking your ass up, right? Now that bit me in the ass in the end because it came to a point in 2018, um, probably partially my fault. I worked with a, a girl; she was attractive. She did a car stop. I pulled up in the car stop. Not to go too detailed into it, but it turns out it was a cop's mom. The mm. woman was intoxicated. Um, nobody debuted she was intoxicated driving that the stop was all good um, when you testify in court I had a lot of diff- I had over 3,000 arrests and the cop I was testifying to was new we made a few blunders in the testimony where I really forgot didn't lie about a civilian being at scene yeah. which way she was facing with the lights they turned it into like we lied yeah. nobody de- debates the woman was driving and this is cop versus cop now in and she court. was drunk right yeah all of a sudden, they made it into this perjury. Made it into this big thing. Wow! And uh, I gotta ask really mom. quick, like this is a cop's mom, and this is why it escalated this to this point. This is why it escalated. If it was Joe Schmo, it would never escalate. What happened? Never and, and that just goes to show once again, it's so relevant so to what's going on that, right now. A lot of the cops, you know, I was, you know, we were doing car stops. It was taking 10, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. The assistance. The female, uh, female was getting harassed. Text messages, uh, calling her names. She went to the job. I was her witness. Uh, the job did nothing about it. Instead, they turned on us, said, well, we have a video of this. We have a video of the stop, and the girl woman was facing the lights. I'm not even going to get into it because it's nonsense to give them the energy for it. But the bottom line is, I did the right thing. I never took money in my career. I, I did my sweat, blood, and tears for the job. You know, I was an honest cop. You know, um, that's like completely 100%. different. Mike's like, yeah, I only hang out with guys who don't do anything like what Mike was doing. Come on. And, and I tried to you know, treat everybody fairly. In the end, it screwed me, you know, because they want, if you have a PBA card, if, you ha- if you're a cop and you get pulled over, have PBA family member, they want you to let them go. In the academy, they teach this thing, drunk driving course, you know, how you do this, this, this. Well, my answer to everybody was in the job, I don't remember that lecture in the academy. It says if you're a cop or a cop's mom, everything gets negated and you let the person go. We're not talking about a speeding ticket. Yeah. We're talking about somebody drunk that killed somebody's child. Yeah, it's insane. You know, and one of the guys I work with, remember tall, I said, he said, you locked this so-and-so up. I said, yeah. I said, what if your wife was out four in the morning 
and got hit by a drunk. You know what his answer was? Well, if my wife's out four in the morning, she deserves to get hit by a drunk. Yeah, see, that's insane. So that that's was some of the mentality. It wasn't a, a black white thing. It wasn't yeah, that. No, I've seen that's, that. So that's, that's his me. character. And the job didn't stand up for me. They put it, some nonsense in the newspaper. I remember, and it left a really bad taste. But fast forward, they did me a favor. Um, we got involved in managing people. Got involved in managing a computer, and I got involved in cryptocurrency. And Shout out to Doggy Coin to the move, baby. So uh, it was a blessing in disguise. I yeah. want to thank them for it. It's just the way they went about it. Uh, my partner's still there. The girl harassed her every day. As a female, she's getting harassed. The guys that harassed her were promoted, and nothing was ever done Insane. for the department. Um, Insane. The, the, the attorney, county attorney's like, well, we didn't charge you with perjury because it wasn't perjury. Is this case closed? Is there it's, anything it's you closed. can do the about this? The woman was is- closed out. She was let go. Wow. Um, you know, and... Uh, well, no, I'm sorry hey, to hear that. It seems like you really somebody. were a good cop. I mean, stopping DWS. Yeah, I, I, was, I, mean, I was an honest cop. I was a good cop. I mean, I, I did my job to the fullest. You know, I, I believed in DWIs, you know, and um, I had ethics. And unfortunately, in the end, it seems like the job turned on me. I got my pension and everything. I understand that. They must so they had a, a bigger PBA card or like the they black had, card. You know, How does they that work? Want the PBA. You know, I didn't believe in that. But you know what? I don't hold hate in my heart for the job or nothing because hate just breeds more hate. Really quick though, with the PBA card, I got one in my pocket right now, and it gets me out of trouble all the time. So, like, how does that exactly work? They just tell you PBA card. Well, people like this. I'll give you an example of PBA card. And I hate PBA cards because yeah. they call a, a bunch of trouble. This is my theory when I stop somebody. I could stop somebody doing seventy miles an hour. They look at me and they say, "Here, hand me a PBA card. I don't have to give you a license, right?" And the speed limit is fifty-five. I'm going to write you a ticket. I'm going to throw your PBA card back at you. And this happened. Same yeah. guy, 120, pull him over. Officer, I'm acting like a jackass. I'm sorry, I got this girl in the car. Have a nice night. I don't yeah, know his license. Don't care. You got to do exactly. both. Like, my strategy is I say, look, sir, I'm such an idiot. Here's what I did. And then if he's really going to do it, I'm like, wait a minute, hang on. Whip out the PBA. I got a question for you. Who do you think is the, the worst person to pull over? The worst person Who's to the pull worst over? person to pull over? I bet you don't get it. PCP. Anybody in the room besides the former cop next to me? A cop? Yeah, ooh, that's no, no, cops kid, cops kid. Cops, ooh, I, I had a cops kid tell me that. she hopes I get shot. She hopes I get run over. Oh, I pulled her over. I said, "Do you have license registration? You have no front plate. What do you got? Nothing better to do? I'm calling my father. The father starts cursing me out. Damn. I said, see where they get it from. So I wrote her a ticket. You wrote this girl a ticket. A cop, father's a cop. I said, she's telling me. I hope I get shot. But it's shot. the blue shield, right? Is that right. what they call it? The blue shield. So you didn't abide by the blue shield essentially, and that's I why you've been punished. By, you know, I came from. I was just. I was my own. I, I beat my yeah. own drum. You know, and Alex and is like that's a, Alex is the same way. Wow, Alex is like a brother to me. He has his story. We click, we get along. We're all basically like this. Listen, we treat people, color, whatever it is. Who cares? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I don't care about a person's past. I care about what they do now in the future. That's what our company is about. That's what computers about. He'll introduce himself in a little while. We believe, you know, in in everything. You know, um, if we don't believe in you. We don't. We don't bother. You know. So, what is it that makes you gravitate towards a guy like Dowd? He's kind of like the the Jesse James, right? Of like of these cop stories. Mike, I see Alex is Mike, just like no, Mike no, no. is a good guy. Yeah, okay. I can agree one hundred percent. And that. when you have other cops, people saying, "Oh, he's a he's this, he's that." Listen, this guy did things. Do you think Mike's the only cop yeah. that ever did that? He's the guy that got exactly. caught. Exactly. Yeah. He just okay. got caught doing it. He got caught doing it. Especially I'm, I'm an honest. Cop, I was a Brooklyn you know? cop. Yeah. I was a Brooklyn cop. Right where Mike worked. You think all of us didn't do the same types of stuff? The only problem with Mike is that he had no fear. The Ferrari, the red Ferrari. He he had no, Mike had no fear of anything. Yeah. Where everybody else would, let me cut back. And those guys that hate him, 
and I'll say nasty things about them, those guys don't have no guts at all to do even one thing of what he done. Yeah. Well, you know I'll hold you to it. I'll take your opinion seriously so on that. when I tell you. And I really to will. It, I can't really get into certain things, but... Listen, I'll tell you real quick. I believe, I believe everybody deserves a second chance yeah. in, in life and everything. Mikey's past his past what he did before we did before. If I worked with him, I might I might I would have liked him. Would I have probably worked with him to do that? No. I wouldn't. But that's Mike's past. Yeah. Mike does good in the future. Everybody deserves a second chance. I mean, I got a second chance in life. I had I had kidney disease and I had gotten a transplant. Wow. From See somebody. That? And I got a second chance and that's why I believe Phoenix is a big symbol for pl- platinum. It's it's a rebirth. Um George's career is a rebirth. I, we believe yep. in second chances. So whatever people talk about Mike, if they say you guys associate with Mike, we don't like. I don't care. Don't care. You know, everybody Love deserves that. a second chance. People have been in jail. What are you going to do? Because the guy is out of jail. You know, not talk to him. I was under the impression that you guys were part of this, like you know, team of cops that all worry with doubt. You know, who? What do I think? Yeah, you know? no, no, so no. That, I'm great. That's great that you cleared this all up on the air because you know. You never yeah, know. I, I love being a cop. You know, I thought yeah. I was going to be a baseball player, honestly. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out. Um, I was in school pharmacy. I said, yeah, you know what? They called me for this job in Nashville. My father's like, it's like hitting the lotto. Take yeah. it. I said, I'll do this a year. I'm not going to like it. I loved it. It was like going, I loved going to work. It was like going to a circus every day. I loved it like nobody believed. And that's why I, w- I would never have jeopardized it. Yeah, in that way because I love the job and the money was very good in Long Island. You got to remember. Yeah, you know at the time I I made good money still, still and it's still it very right good. Now. You know I was making a quarter million dollars a year at one point. Crazy. You know that's insane for a cop. I remember a girl I was dating at the time tells me you're becoming a cop. All low lowlifes become cops. And she was working at a tanning salon. People had no idea, wow. but they pass well in Long Island, and that stops a lot of the corruption. That's one thing about Long Island. They do they do pass well. You know. Well, they took out our boy. So yeah, so. unfortunately. But that being said, I think it's time to bring on your musician, your artist computer. We're going to get into how you guys met, all that good stuff. We're going to play some music first. We're going to go to break, prelude by playing some of his music so that we can hear the music before we even have him on. This guy's had a long and fabled career already. He is not an up-and-coming artist. You just haven't been paying attention. So when we get back, we're going to introduce you to him. If you don't know him yet, this is the Ryan Show FM computer in the building. And I'm very excited. 420 special, baby. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but Honky Wonky will take it from here. We will be back. Computer Amazy. Yo, Tough, I love you, Tough. Boy, 21 dogs and hammers is how we live Smoking gas out the tripod higher than a bitch Young project gangsters, you could call us hood rich Ma closed her eyes and we opened up pain Partied all week and turned our crib to a cave Just wildin' out cause we was missing Big A And Binghamton with bronze, S.O. and E-Ram Foul how I used to go with D.D. to rob Bam Fed snatched my cousins up but they ain't snitch We ain't come off the porch, we came off the bench These pieces are a part of my life, it's past tense Run away with you 
Just left this earth with a bullet in the body Could have been a better big brother to my little brother got me I'll catch a homie for Zay and Diani Even though she hard-headed, I do the same for a lottie And shout a lot of, forgive me dear father I seen too much death, too much pain, too much horror Maria, I'm sorry for trying to make you bear these burdens I was lost and I was broken, I was hurting from these serpents I'm looking at Sandra like she all we got Ma left in Dell where she dealing with a lot Nick Banger lost his moms and his pops, he got me I'm more than a rapper, I'm a giant in these streets, 7-5 And that was Pieces of My Life, Computer 7-5. It's almost too good to be true. This is the Ryan Show FM. And I say that it's almost too good to be true because Computer 7-5 of all the numbers that could be used, it just so happens to line up with the 7-5, or is it that you're actually from the 7-5? Nah, nah. Um, what happened was my mom used to call me 7 75 <laughs> <laughs> 75 cents. Because 50 Cent was her favorite rapper. She was like, yo, you are so big. You're like 75 cents. And she's like, you're going to be a bigger rapper. Then you know, so, um, but long, you know, short, long story short, she she um, she got killed. Oh. And um, so I kept the 75 um, for her, her memories. As you should. That's like one of the greatest stories behind it. One of the most tragic stories behind the name, I should say, I've ever heard. But at least one of the most meaningful. Right, I right. should say. Uh, but, yo, welcome to the Ryan Show FM. I should give the proper introduction. Women, children, boys, girls. Give it up. For the first time here ever, Computer 75. Your boy 75. So, I mean, it goes back deep. Mm-hmm. Not only do you know Mr. Dowd and our two friends, Mike and Alex, that have just appeared for the first time here tonight, mm-hmm. but you also know our host, Mr. Cheeks, who we were so looking forward to coming tonight. It's right. 4.20 and it's Mr. Cheeks, so we can only expect God only knows where he's at right now. Right. But <laughs> he probably doesn't even know where he's at right now, exactly. Uh, but that being said, the history goes back long. So so what is the history between you and Mr. Cheeks? How did that all come about? Um, I was signed to Select Records, and that that's Kit and Play, MOP, Chub Rock, wow. uh, UTFO. What year did you sign to those guys? I signed to them in 1998 when I was 17. Wow. So um, MOP, I mean all of these major artists is up at this company. What name did you go by? Computer. Computer. So you still went by computer? Okay. Okay. Computer. Exactly. The 75 just was my mom thing. That's I just added that on. You know, my mom's been passed for about nine years now. And not to cut you off, but I saw you on the new Mr. Cheeks lights, camera, action too. Right. And that was the first time I had heard you. Right, right. So once again, like, you know, the five degrees of separation and, you know, everything coming full circle is just crazy around here tonight. Right. So... I mean, an established artist like yourself that's been in the industry, you've been around the block, you've been signed to a major label. How did you get linked up to our two favorite former police officers here? <laughs> well, check it out. So I'm in Long Island. I'm hang- Me and my man is riding. So it's this dude in front of us, man. So he stopped short. And my man kind of like tapped the back of his car. So he's like, oh, you, oh my neck. Oh, I'm a, my, my car's f***ed up. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, Big Mike gets out the car and he's looking. He's like, "Man, 
this is some fucking bullshit. You trying to make a fucking situation out of some shit. There's nothing even fucking wrong with your yeah. car. These dudes, yo, man, just, yo, man, go about your business. Get the fuck out of here so i went to go get gas so me and mike was talking because he was kind of big you know yeah. what i mean so i wanted to get big from one of my next videos i wanted to get like real ripped up yeah. and then he was telling me you know he worked out with ll cool j you know he worked out with ll's trainer so we just stayed in contact from that point on and that was probably about maybe 16 years ago wow. you know what i'm saying so um so that's proof right there that not all cops are racist, A. Nah, nah. And it shows to his merit, right? You know, he doesn't have to defend himself here on the nah, radio. Nah, 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 nah. He was just super cool, man. Yeah. And he was... I remember, George, you was, he was scared at first, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I who sure, wouldn't be? I ain't wanna... Don't worry. <laughs> Yo, to, to the listeners, we're going to actually post in the story a picture of Mike in his, in his uniform back in the day. It's like it's like the Incredible Hulk before he like rips through the, the, the clothing or whatever. It's insane. So right. yeah, it's not what you want to get pulled over by. So I wanted to, you know, so I'm asking him for pointers. He's like, yo, man, I work out with L. I work out with his trainer. You know, feel free to come out and work out with us. He gave me a lot of good pointers on, you know, exercise and yeah. staying healthy and stuff like that. Because that's the time when, like, um, you know, you, you really wanted to start changing up. Hip-hop was more about, you know, being physical and being aggressive. People just yeah. wasn't looking all fat and disgusting and all that. It didn't matter whether you were big, but, you know, it was a time in, in music where you wanted to have your your, your image and your, your how you look meant a lot. You know what I'm saying? You had 50, you started seeing LL ripped up, you started yeah. seeing everybody... And in, 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 in shape, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So um he was just giving me great advice and we just stayed we stayed homies ever since then. Like wow. I would call him, yo, what's up, big Mike? You chilling, yo, man, I'm working out, man, I'm hanging out, everything's cool. And you know, he'd like any of my new music or whatever the case may be was you know, that was coming out. So our relationship was um was just real organic, man. It was just nice. like like some real cool out brother shit, man. And now, um, now when was it that you guys made it official though? Well, um, we're at, we're, at, we're eating, right, right, right. We went that we went out to eat oh, actually. Really? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went out to eat, man. And he was just like, "Yo, man, I, I think I could put you in a, in a great position in your career, man." I, I actually know? told him he he was talking to me. He's like, you know, I, I said previous managers and all, whatever, they screwed these guys over, you know, yeah. basically, and it's not right. I said, George, I don't know, you know, I can't sing a lick, I can't write a damn song, <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. I can sit across from the table, look somebody in the eye, and know what they're screwing me. I'm not going to let somebody screw me. I'm not going to steal anybody's money. If there's $10 on the table and there's two of us, you eat first, you take it, you know? Yeah. I'll make my money later. And that's the way we do business, you know? So I know, I know business, I know people, I got a lot of connections like that. Music, I'm not musically talented at all. I told, I told George, I don't know. I don't no, know but you have, you have the connect, you've got the street smarts and the right. crypto. The doggy coin is going skyrocketing. A lot of points of crap, I mean, And I'll just tell right. you guys straight up. And this is to anyone out here listening. All people do is DM me, trying to get me to listen to music. I will never listen to it. Pay me, right? I charge thousands of dollars for any of this crap. Like, it is what it is. Like, time, money, connections. And you know from being in the industry, for real, being signed to a major record label. Right, right. I mean, it really hasn't changed. It's all payola. It's all BS. Check this. So check how how me and Cheeks Cheeks met, and then I'll get back to me, Mike, and Lex. So, um... I signed to Select Records. I yeah. signed for half a million dollars. Wow. Um, Did you get to keep a half a million dollars yeah, out yeah, of that Yeah, word? I got okay. to keep a half a million dollars. So um, my 
adopted brother. But what is that really quick after tag? I was going to say, did you invest that? The doggy coin or whatnot? I'll, I'll get to that too. Yeah. Um. So I get the half a million dollars. Yeah. Um, my my bro used to do a lot of like you know he kind of like ran errands for cheeks. He ran errands for cheeks or whatever. So me and cheeks met, and right as soon as we met, it was just love. It was just like a brother from another mother. So um, he was like, come on, come to the studio. I want you to listen to some songs. So I came out to Queens. I came out to Jamaica. I listened to some songs, and I was like, yo, listen, I got a budget. I want to put you down. I want to make sure that you 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 in you in this loop, you know. Yeah. So long story short, um, we did a song called Itty Bitty Hustlers. Okay. The song uh, did three hundred and ninety thousand units in the first month. Wow! So we did another song called "Pump Your Brakes." That song did like four hundred and twenty thousand. That's units. the song that's on Lights Camera Action too, right? No, it's no, no. This is a whole other song that we did. Okay. We just we just go to whenever we together, we go to the studio. We record five or six songs, oh, wow. okay. and whoever projects it, project it winds up on, whether it's Mines or Cheeks, that's where it goes. You yeah. know, so um. So long story short, he was like, why don't you just come with me on tour, man? Just come with me on tour. Like, it don't make sense for us. We got enough music. We got we got hot records. The records are selling like crazy. Let's go. So the company was like, I think it's a great idea. So we went out. Uh, we went. We toured for about three months. Wow. It was uh, me, Mr. Cheeks, B2K, um... I can't even imagine how I can't even remember. It's just was so many artists. Fabulous was out there, Little Mo. Everybody who was hot at that particular time was on tour with us. We went out. And um he started to just come stay at my house in Long Island and spend the night and just chill. And I was like, man, you might as well just this is your second home, man. You know what I'm saying? And That's me great. and him built a brother relationship. Like that, so it's not no industry kind of a situation with me and him. Our relationship is really like brothers, family is love. Like if he ever needed me for anything, and vice versa, we're here for each other. We call each other cousin, and you know, and that's that's what we are. That's great, and it's a shame he had no idea we were going to surprise him. Oh, because he's man. in New York, in and out, very very quick. Right, we, we right. had the Hamptons Day of Mr. Cheeks birthday party last night. People saw the footage and everything else, or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, Goldmouth saw we all met together in Atlanta with Cheeks. So, right. but all that being said, look, this is not going to be your only appearance on the show. No, I mean, no, no. You no, have no, such sure, a history sure. with Mr. Cheeks that we're going to be bringing you back. Right, right. right and we're right. going to be playing some more of your music. And we've got such a great connection now. We're all going to be working together. We've got some some things that are yeah, happening yeah, here. Yeah, so, yeah. So, all that being said, let's get to some more music because we do. It's been a it's been a crazy ass four twenty. Oh, I gotta say something, man. I gotta say something. You know. The the deaths in hip hop has been a very uh, is is taking a toll on 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 me personally. You know what I'm saying? Being somebody who knew DMX personally, you know, being somebody, you know, me and Black Rob, God bless him. Um, me and Black Rob met because we was messing with the same girl. <laughs> so when I came in the crib, he was in his underwear with his, he used to wear the flip-flop hats, the long hats with the strings on them. That was his style, and we laughed and we joked about the girl. But um, also with Prodigy, man, um, I was with Mob Deep for 10 years, man. Wow. 
and you know losing so many of these artists man and knowing these artists and performing with them and knowing them over the course of these years and for them passing away it it, it takes something out of you as a as a, a individual because it's not just about them being rappers they're people too they have feelings and spirits and emotions like all of us do you know what i'm saying so when i have a relationship with an artist nine times out of the ten it really doesn't have nothing to do with music we could go and make tons of money together but it's always about our friendship and who we mean to each other as, as as friends and as as people like i like nipsey hustle he was a dude that that was super cool, man. He 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 didn't even have weed when he came to the studio. I was like, yo, bro, here, man, here go some weed, light up. He was like, oh, man, thanks, bro. Like, this is when Bullets Ain't Got No Name came out. My boy um, S-Class from BMF produced the whole Bullets Ain't Got No Name majority of that. You know, so from Nipsey Hussle to DMX to Black Rob to Prodigy, you know what I'm saying? Those are, those are a lot of losses. So when I, they, Their spirit does live on, obviously, through their music. Right. But I can only imagine what it's like to know such big personalities like that. Right, Because right. it's that much bigger a loss. So when I write these records and you hear these songs and they have a sentimental meaning to them, I don't have to mention their name because that's between me and them. I'm not doing it for clout. If you hear pieces of my life and you hear what I'm talking, you'll, you'll understand that the spiritual message in my song, is, it, it, it says everything. It doesn't. You don't have to just make a, a a dedication record or specifically speak of a person because they no longer here. If you knew me and you knew the relationship that I had with a lot of these people, then you would understand the records that I make. People don't understand that though these days. People don't understand it goes deeper than what's literally in the lyrics. So hey, I appreciate that. Rest in peace, Black Robin. All to all of those that have fallen, especially recently. It's time for the outro, Hams Dave. But first, Computer, where can they find you on Instagram and across the boards? Y'all can find me at Computer75 on Instagram, Computer75 on Facebook, Computer75 on um, Twitter, um, Computer75 on YouTube, um, Computer75 Worldstar, Computer75 everywhere. It. Google it. Google Computer it. Computer75. Google it, it man. You That's know it. what I'm saying? A lot of work, man. A lot of work. A lot of stuff on Empire. Um, Empire Platinum. Empire, Empire, Empire Platinum. Empire Platinum. Yeah. yeah. And I also want to, I got to give a big shout right now. May 22nd, I'm going to be out in Arizona at Club Aura with Eric Bellinger, man. It's going to be real, real, real. I thought that was Mike Dowd texting, saying, make sure you read the OnlyFans name of Mike (laughs) Yeah, nah, this is going to be it, man. May 22nd, Arizona, Club Aura. Nice. You know what I mean? With Eric Bellinger, man. It's going to be dope. We're getting ready to put on a serious... I'm putting on a serious show that night, man. Right. Like, well, serious. We're on stations out there, so hey, everybody that's listening, be there. Oh, yes. I definitely, definitely got to give a shout out to GT Digital Distribution. They've been doing... They've been holding me down, man. Franz has been great. Franz has been great. Gold Toes, great. You know, just just dope, man. And I appreciate them, man. Are you know? out there in Tempe? And my management company, man, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So these dudes here, man, have a um they they have a uh they have a real um they have a real understanding for business and vision, man. You know what I'm saying? So Empire Platinum, man. Shout out to my management company, Empire Platinum, man. Big This legs, man is giving legs. out bouquets of roses tonight, and rightfully so. Right. Love it. Computer seven five here on the Ryan Show FM. New music. We're wrapping things up with Hamptons Dave. I mean, like he says, pause. <laughs> this is the Ryan Show FM, and Yo, we'll be Ryan, back. Yo, Ryan, and shout to you, bro. We shout to you, Let's man. Let's go. We out this here, baby. Dope. 420. We out here, 420, we man. We will you know be it. back. Honky wonky. Walk Take it away. Baby. <laughs> Look what now you carry. Long
Santana watch I'm one chat yeah, I go like you know one chat me So I'm dream tell him what the fuck I'm going now Creeping down the back street on these I got my cuz won't these no soon as I said it seems I got sweated by some with a nine trying to take mine you wanna make noise make noise I'll make a phone call my coming like the Gotti boys being found on Greenleaf with the cut off I'm straight, so listen to the play-by-play, day-by-day, rolling in my phone with 16 switches, and got sounds for the cocking all the riches, got the hollow points for the snitches, so won't you just walk on by, cause I'm too hard to lift, and know this ain't Aerosmith, it's the D.R.E. from the C.P.T. on a robin spree, a straight G, hop back as I pop my top, you trip, I let the hollow voice commence to pop, 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 yeah, cause if it don't stop, I have to put my shit in reverse, go back and take another spot, cause I'm rolling in my six four. <laughs> with all the n*** saying, hell yeah, with all the n*** saying, Just another day for Trey, so I begin like this. No medallions, dreadlocks, or black fists. It's just that gangster glare with gangster raps. That gangster sh makes a gangster snaps. Word to the streets. And word to these hype lyrics and dope beats that I hit you with. That I get you with as I groove in my four on D's. Hitting the switches. Relax while I get my proper swerve on. Bumping like a Ready to get my serve on But before I hit the dope spot Gotta get the Karimi Martin and my soda pop Now smelling like Indonesia Bus stop full of flops and skeezers Oh my Cause my foe won't hit Pancake front and back Side to side and all that sh So when I crawl I comes correct Now if your Get my It's your Do check Now let the Chevrolet slide As I dip and make a trip To the south side Yeah Rolling in my six foot what all the all good things must come to an end yes even this radio program Dave we've actually got to close things up because there's been so much talking so, so much. little music the next big thing the contest has been fully signed sealed delivered there are no slots left if you didn't sign up this is your problem now because everybody's getting a sweet graphic all 64 contestants Hams Dave we're putting together a tournament that's right it's never been done before and it'll probably probably be done again because people copy us all the time how's it being seated I want to well that's uh well I've already put it together um, it's gonna take a lot of work before to seat it, you know. I'm not yeah. really like into the uh, the uh, the business of wasting time, and I already kind of placed together. But if you want to put some seats together, you're more than welcome to log in a pig monkey and do that. But that being said, I it's like time that. to close the show, Hamden. Dave, is there any last words for the fine folks out there? Not just. I know uh, it's not 4:20 anymore, but I'll still be feeling like it's 4:20 when this show airs. So every day is 4:20. Every day is 4:20. Right but also, it's it's good to be here. Uh, rest in peace to everybody that's lost. It's still crazy. You know, we have a lot of fun on the show, but it's crazy. Uh, and hip-hop, everybody that's that's uh Not just hip-hop. Yeah, wrestling. and obviously in the world. but In the world, too. You know, yeah, I mean, life is hip-hop. Honestly, in Africa, you know, there's yeah. friends that we have over there we don't really speak about much. The Ryan Show Africa. And, uh, you know, they're Shout going through it. Shout out to Yusuf. Shout out to Yusuf. Shout out to Mugisha. Shout out to Ruth. We've got a full team out there. They can Rudy be followed G. at the Ryan Show Africa. Rudy G, nah, he's kind of trouble, dude, to be honest with you. 
We don't really talk to him anymore, okay? <laughs> this is the Ryan Show FM, and we will be back at the same time, right here on the same station next week. Ham's Dave, it's always a pleasure. Follow Ham's Dave at Ham's Dave. <laughs> Follow me anywhere you want. It's going to take you to the promised land. <laughs> and that's where we're going. Happy 420, everybody. We'll see you next week. Over and out. Peace. Cooler, ruler, divine, divine.